Hello, everybody, and welcome uh, to episode. Hold on, it's this many plus this many. It's episode 10. 10, and after that, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I don't have... I'll, do, I'll just do like this. Oh, yeah, okay, that's, that's good, that's good. Well, yeah, how about yeah. this? Well, let's let's do a preview of next week. I'll hold up five fingers, and you hold up six. And then, that see, that'll be 11. Beautiful. And then we can do that until we get to 20, and then we're going to have to start holding up feet, and they're going to have to pay extra for that. <laughs> yeah, that's going to go weird. Uh, yeah. I could charge uh, I, a lot for that. Yeah. We're off to a good start. Uh, Kate, you're Kate, and I'm Alex. And That's uh, true. This is Get the Flick Out of Here, uh, where we talk about weird, bad, stupid, dumb, crazy. Um, quirky. Quirky. Um, movies and TV shows. Uh, and this is our big 4th of July Independence Day spectacular. Um and uh, I, I wavered back and forth on, on which uh, of, of these I would want to do. And one thing I thought of, I thought about doing um, Independence Day and its sequel that came 20 years later. <laughs> um, and then I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. I do want to do this. Um, there, this is the thing. Is there's a lot of people who, who watch our stuff. Kate, Fightful and Here, who are young people, Kate. Very it's young true. people. These are the young kids people. love us. I don't know why, but they do. The kids love us. The older people love us too. But uh, but this is a movie that I feel like a lot of younger people might not even know exists because it was very much of a time and place. Um, and I think at its time it was a sensation and then it's just fall, it's fallen by the wayside. People don't reference it as much anymore. It's not a thing people talk about. Um, but uh, the long and short of it is this. The guys who made South Park decided to do a movie um, that was kind of a satire of the current political climate in the mid-2000s. The whole post-9-11 world uh, being involved in two different wars in the Middle East and 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 the kind of uh, jingoistic patriotic propaganda that surrounded the whole thing, um, as well as the um, the anti-war uh, movement uh, and how kind of up its own ass it got at the time as well, and they decided to do all of this, Kate, with puppets. They did. So I'm a big Trey Parker and Matt Stone fan. I love South Park. I, I, so this, this was definitely post 9-11. This came out in 2004. And in mm -hmm. 2004, I was a probably not allowed to watch this, even though I was right. 17. Um, but I did see it years ago. And I didn't know how it was going to hold up now because things have changed so much. But one thing I have always appreciated about Matt Stone and Trey Parker is how much they love to lean into the absurdity that is underneath things that we just kind of accept as normal and that they just go after everyone. Like nobody is off limits. They're not 
politically leaning in one direction or the other. They just go after everybody. Mm -hmm. And I just also appreciated that this whole thing was done with marionettes. And I've watched tons of interviews about them with the show. Like I didn't have to do that much research. I just rewatched the movie, but I I've seen so many um, interviews where they talked about this. And one thing that they said is they would never work with marionettes ever period again, period ever. Like they just, they were like, you think working with real actors is bad. Claymation animation pales in comparison to getting marionettes to look realistic enough in their context and to do what you want them to do because you move a centimeter in the wrong direction and the whole marionette looks mm -hmm. ridiculous and falls yep. off. Um, but I, I really appreciated so much of this movie watching it back where I was really nervous about watching it back. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't, it's impossible to me for me to press upon those of you who may not have seen the film, and the problem and the thing that also I'm, I'm I, I feel bad about is it's not easily streamable. Um, you have to it's have an like, Amazon Prime Video though. Um, it is, but you have to have a a, a, a Showtime subscription uh, to also watch it there. At least I did, um, and. Uh, uh, it also available the same way through 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 Hulu, but it's it's out there. You could probably find it in like your local Goodwill in the DVD section. Like it's it, it was very ubiquitous at the time, but um, it's impossible for me to accurately describe uh, how ridiculous the marionettes are. Yeah, and and, um, and how uh, how like they're ridiculous and also they're top of the line marionettes. Yes. Like they blink and have facial expressions and uh, like they're, it, it's they're top of the line, but they look so damn silly, which is why it works so well because it is, it is a, um, a subject matter that especially at the time when this was made took itself so seriously and to all you had to do like, you you could have you honestly could have just made a movie with actors playing all the parts and satirizing what they were satirizing and it would have worked fine you could have done an animation thing it would have worked fine the genius of it is using puppets marionettes too I mean, not even like hand puppets no 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 but like marionettes like who's pulling the strings Yes, it was a wonderful little little subtle thread throughout the whole thing, and it's um, and then certain things of like, I remember watching interviews of this like we wanted to be able to do stuff with the puppets, um, that they just couldn't do, so we're like, f it, we'll just do it the craziest dumbest way possible that, and and that actually becomes part of the commentary, um, so anyway. The other thing about this movie is because it is Trey Parker and Matt Stone who love offending everybody. Um, they didn't pull any punches either way. And uh, there are just, there's there's one particular thing about this movie. I found one particular thing about the movie that I, that I think just could not have happened if they released it today. 
Like just the, the one that the, the, I found the two. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I probably agree with the second one, but like the first one for me is like, I'm like, I just don't think you could do that. Um, and this times change, like the way that like, like, is this, this, this is not okay. We can't do this. Um, there's just certain things that, we, that, that happens the way that was, but I was, I was honestly pleasantly surprised with how much of the movie holds up when you recognize what it is they are satirizing. Um, uh, the 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 movie begins, and this is again. They have such wonderful little subtle things. It begins um, uh, where it, it, it says Paris, France, and then it gives you the number of miles it is away from America. To know that the America is centralized in the story so much that whenever they tell you where the scene is taking place, they also make sure to tell you how many miles away it is from America. I thought and that was great. I love that because I feel like that's a there's such a common one thing Trey Parker and Mads don't do very well here, South Park. Um tropes, they're fantastic at nailing. And that's such also like an action movie trope to be like yeah. this many miles away from headquarters or whatever. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but this was just yeah, away from America that they are in Paris, France, with the most comically french stereotypical yeah um they're just saying like baguette and whatever <laughs> like just yes. saying like uh, francois francois and he's this little boy is walking along eating a chocolate eclair or something <laughs> and the little the little french boy is singing frere jacques frere jacques because like the whole thing is that um i mean and later they straight up tell you they hate michael bay but this is absolutely the scene, the opening scene of a Michael Bay film. Yes. Where it establishes everyone is very foreign. This is in a different place. Um, but it's the laziest version of what foreign is. Yes. Um, nobody bothered to find out what a little boy in France would actually dress like or would actually be singing to himself. There's like, oh, um, I've seen pictures of little boys in France from 1895 put him in that outfit and also have him sing in Frere Jaca because yeah, that's the only thing I can think of that, that French kids would sing. Everyone in berets. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Everyone's got, just, everyone's eating a baguette. Yeah. Um, but the little, the little, the little boy is walking along, not paying attention and bumps into a tall figure who turns around uh, and it's a, a turbaned man, uh, big beard and very evil eyebrows. And there's another one there with him. He's got a big scar on his cheek. And and the the kid is, and then the, you know, like whatever, and so um, they're they've got a they've got a WM the WMD in a little suitcase or whatever a little bomb, uh, and uh, then um, they they start talking to each other, uh, the terrorists, uh, and most of what they say to each other the entire movie is Durka Durka. Mm -hmm. And and that could be seen as racist. However, the point that they are making is that this is how these people are portrayed in American movies. Not that this is what we're not saying that's what they talk like. We're saying that's how stupid American movies are when they decide we're gonna show, we're just gonna have them just. We're not even gonna. We're not even gonna get anybody to speak Arabic. We're just gonna have them saying random stuff to each other. 
it reminded me a lot of like how Chappelle would play with stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I believe this is where Team America first shows up. Uh, and the, the there's one guy in a helicopter. Um, and the logo for Team America on the helicopter, I don't know if you noticed this, Kate, is a giant bald eagle with the earth in its mouth. <laughs> like it's just like it's just swallowing the world. America swallowing the world is a really wonderful, very subtle metaphor. Um, it's also like red, white, and blue, which will come into oh, play later oh. when they're disguising themselves. Yes, yeah. Um, but uh, um, the two guys repelling out of uh, out of the helicopter. All right, terrorists, drop the WMDs. And, and the terrorists, of course, open fire. It's like, why do they make this so hard? And they start firing back, and there's, like, like the, the terrorists end up, like, catching bullets, and there's squibs and everything. It's made to look like a real action movie, but with terrorists. Well, never terrorists, with, with, uh, with marionettes. With it's ridiculous. Uh, and then there's one more guy who's, like, bring, comes in on, like, an SUV. He's got a little beard. Uh, and a terrible haircut. Um, and uh, and he, all right, drop it, you terrorist scum. Uh, and then there's the other guy. I guess we'll come find out, come out, find out his name is uh, Chris, and he's he's wearing. I don't know why he does where he wears this, but it's it's a good little detail. He wears yellow sunglasses through the entire movie, indoors or out, no matter what scene he's in. He wears yellow sunglasses, not like. Yellow, meaning the, the frames are yellow, but the lenses are the yellow. The lenses, they're like those half lenses that you buy at a gas station yes. that dads wear. Yes. Um, and uh, both he and a terrorist are out of bullets. He said, all right, let's do this. And they, they drop and they come on. And um, they have a fight, but they're marionettes. So they just jump and just just bash themselves into each just other planking their just, limbs just yeah so so bad until he finally the finally the fight is over where he just like goes yeah and then the other <laughs> one falls over and that's it um anyway they're able to um to uh, to fight off all the terrorists kill all the terrorists one of them runs into the louvre um, and as he's running away toward the Louvre, uh, this other guy, is it Steve? Uh, the blonde one. He fires a rocket launcher at him, but misses and hits the Eiffel Tower, which then falls over and lands on another very important building. Uh, and then uh, he's like, damn, I missed. And with, with no no concern at all in his voice. No. Except for the fact that he missed. Not not for destroying the Apple Tower. No, no, um, he missed the target. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh and then uh he the terrorist runs into the Louvre and Sarah, who apparently has clairvoyant powers, um I was I sense I sense that he's in the Louvre. Um and she fires a missile from her plane at the Louvre, uh, which explodes in a giant ball of fire. Um, yeah, we got him. Mission accomplished. Because that's in the 2004 was what you say when you gone into a country and destroyed it trying to get one or two people out. Um, that's what you say. Mission accomplished. Um, 
and uh, and then in the aftermath, the the guy whose name is Carson with the terrible beard and the bad haircut proposes to. Oh oh, uh, there's there's a blonde girl who shows up, uh, uh, lady, uh, lady marionette whose name is Lisa, and she's got a shotgun and she says, "Hey terrorist, terrorize this." Which I swear to God has been at least in ten movies. That line, exactly. Oh, and like on T-shirts and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like if you were walking around post nine eleven, I loved the amount of dialogue that was. Like I think one of the guys goes, "We can never do this the easy way" or something like the yeah. just so much. like cheesy action movie dialogue that was here was just yeah, Chef's kiss, beautifully yeah, it was done, amazing. Um, I. Uh, anyway, so Carson says, Lisa, I've been thinking on the way over here, uh, I would like you to marry me. And uh, in the most overdramatic way possible, uh, Carson proposes to Lisa. And then it turns out one of the terrorists wasn't all the way dead. So he pops up and shoots Carson like four times in the back and kills him. Uh, and then the other guys all open fire on that terrorist and they kill him really worse than the other guy was killed. And then uh, Lisa's like, no! But she's a marionette. So it's really, really silly the way she's doing it. Uh, it's just, Carson's like, oh, I, I'm so cold. Lisa, <laughs> after I'm gone, you have to move on. Find somebody else to love you. Uh, it's so good. Trey Parker will always have you being so cold if you are dying or in distress. <laughs> it happens on South Park all the time. Yep. It's yep. it's so I'm so cold so, for some reason. I'm so cold. <sighs> um I uh I loved it. Um uh and then um that's like the first little thing of it and then we we um um I believe the next thing is uh Ace. Lease the musical, yeah. Yes, lease, not rent. Lease, lease. the musical, uh, and we we come right into the uh, the big finale number of lease the musical on Broadway, um, which is just AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. Everyone, Everyone has, has AIDS. AIDS, 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 AIDS. AIDS. Everyone Which is probably AIDS. people too young to remember Rent, but yeah, man. Which that, is like a yep. little alarming. It makes me feel old, but yes, um, um, the specifics in that song cracked me up. Of like the Pope has it, and so do you. Like yes. my but, mom, um, and my old dog Blue. Yeah, but, <laughs> amazing. My, my, my mother and my sister. Um, yeah, everybody's got AIDS. Did it? AIDS, 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 AIDS. AIDS, AIDS. AIDS. Uh, it's great. It's it's a it's a great little song, um, but uh, uh, he's he, he's walking backstage, and uh, I, I I can't tell you how much I love that they named the, the main character Gary. This just it's a it's a Perfect. it's a name you that no main character in a, a action movie has ever had. It's true, Gary. 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 Um, and uh, um, the guy who comes up like hello. Uh, I'm here to see you as you, you know, turn into a fine actor. Uh, you're you're Gary Johnson, uh, double major double major at Iowa University in acting and world languages. Um, my name is Spotswood. 
And I, I just, I, I love the guy. I forget this guy's Darian Norris, I guess is the name. The guy who does the voice of, of, cause, um, basically Matt Stone and Trey Parker do all the voices. Yeah. Trey, especially, especially Trey. Uh, but, uh, except for the female voices and Spotswood, like he's the only one. And they got this guy who just has this perfect old timey spine. Like, I'm, perfect. I'm heading up a spine detail and I need you. Gary Johnston, you've got to come work for me. I'm Spotswood. And I just, I, I love it. I think it's great. Um, uh, and this is, um, uh, I need, I need to come, you need to come my limo. I show you something. Are you from Hollywood? Uh, like, come, come on in. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. I'm supposed to get in your limo. And then what? Uh, I'm supposed to like blow you for a movie part. Like, no, I'm not going to fuck your mouth. You must get in my vehicle. <laughs> it's just the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, but they get in this van of this limo that transforms into a jet. Yes. Um, it's uh, super tricked out. Like every movie you've seen, yes. like, um, and they, uh, they fly, um, to, um, to Mount Rushmore. Um, and they fly into the mouth of George Washington, which opens up to reveal a runway. And uh, this is where they uh, tell Gary Johnston the plan to foil a huge terrorist attack. And they need him because he's there's the, he's the only one who can do it because he's got he's a, he's a great actor who also has majored in world languages. Yes. I, we um, also get to meet the rest of the team here, which yes. I quite liked. Yes. Um, and so we meet. I love. Um, is, was it Sarah, the clairvoyant? Yes. So, like, the fact that she is continually wrong throughout the movie is one of my yes. favorite things because clairvoyants are always quirky. Like, or, or, always. or, not only is she wrong, she also... Um, is not she clairvoyant. Al she also um, can sense things that are very obvious. Yes, which is, um, like, I sense that Alex is here on the stream with me or whatever yeah. is... Yeah. Or things that have already happened or are in the middle of happening. Yes. But my favorite part about this whole thing um, is that when it pans to Lisa, on a marionette, they do the male gaze shot, like, from the bottom of her yes. legs up her body. And it's a puppet. Like, it's, it's just so yep. funny to me. Mm -hmm. um, but as as you were. <laughs> no, it's, it's great. Uh, also, we get it. We, like, um, Chris is there. And he, like... You're just some dumb actor. Stay the hell away from me. And he's playing pool. The par the puppet is playing pool, but because it's a puppet, when he when when he gets the, they they're able pool to cue. get they're able to get the pool cue to hit the the cue ball, and it just rolls slightly over to the right. It doesn't go anywhere near any other balls. It's great because you totally like if it was an actual movie, you know the exact scene of the guy was like breaks and the balls go. It's very dramatic. He's just sitting there. He's brooding, playing pool, and he won't look at anybody. But this is like, click. So, so, so good. Um, and then we find, of course, much later, why. This is the very thing. There's always in these movies, um, There's a there's, everyone's got a secret. Why do you feel this way about this thing? Inexplicably later, during a very high tension, very high tense moment in the movie, I will reveal this to you, but I can't right now. Well, it would be very easy for me to do it now. 
I'll do it much later. But um, I have to have dramatic music playing, and it has yes. to only be the two of us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so they 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 mention how okay, so you, we need you to do this thing. You're gonna go to Cairo. Um, that's in Egypt, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Steve. Um, this kid's so, a natural kind of yeah. like that. It's so funny. Oh, what a so genius. Um, and uh, uh, we're going to intercept. Uh, blah blah blah. It, it does none of this really matters. It's the, the point of it is like if you if you're if you're not if you don't if you don't uh, if you don't like it there's the door, thanks and he just leaves just leaves <laughs> just leaves uh, it's so deuces funny. um and then he's uh, he's a uh, he's a uh, uh, right am I thinking of this wrong I'm right um well Lisa comes out Lisa comes out. Um, to, I'm trying to remember because uh, because uh, this the soundtrack is not easily found. It's amazing. The soundtrack is amazing. It's not on Spotify. It's not on Amazon Music. I was trying to listen to the actual soundtrack. You can find covers of certain songs, but not the actual soundtrack. So I went on eBay and I I bought the soundtrack on a CD for like four dollars. I don't own a CD player. But I'm going to listen to this music somehow if it kills me. It's so brilliant. Um, music is something that also on South Park gets used so well. Like Trey Parker is extremely passionate about the way that music gets played into all of his work. I've seen a million interviews about it. And it's just the the satirical stuff is always pitch perfect. But we do get uh, freedom is free while he's contemplating whether or not he wants to do this. But before that we have Lisa talking him back into it, like, Hey, consider it. And she hands him a business card that just has like Lisa team America on it. That's right. Oh, the business card's great. Um, but we need you, you have to do this. Um, and so, uh, Baxter will take you in, in the, in the Val morphinizer. Whatever that's what they call it. The is the very is the is the version of um of this this everything Val morphinizes, but that's the limo. Uh and so it's like, hey, before you take me back, there's one more thing I gotta do. And so they go to Washington, DC, and they actually take the <laughs> the real life um monuments and they put the, the actual doll in these monument places to look around and stuff. Um, and there's one point where the doll they prop up the puppet, up like 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 putting his head like this up against a, a, a tombstone in Arlington Cemetery, <laughs> and it's just all this stuff. And and while this montage is happening of the doll realizing how important it is to help America tell, kill all the terrorists, um, it, the the song that is playing is 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 a wonderful is a country ballad. Like not only do they lampoon um, everything in the, they also decide to like here is the song where we here is the song where we completely parody this genre of mu music in films, and this one is the is the really hard bitten country ballad, uh, the way that it's like freedom isn't free, it costs folks like you and me. Oh God! There's a hefty fucking fee. <laughs> um, a, if if, if uh, and if you we, if you don't chip in, we'll never pay that bill. 
Um, uh, if you don't toss in your bucko five, who yes. will? And who then will? the last, the last line is him just going, "Freedom costs a bucko five." Because 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 I I don't know, like there are so many of like it, it, it's impossible to convey the the absolute like like no other time that I have ever existed. Like the the whole year, two years post nine eleven, all of the just ridiculous stuff like freedom isn't free. It's just a thing that people would say. They don't even they don't actually think about it. They just like say it, and it's just a thing. It's, it's a slogan. But the idea of like, well, if freedom isn't free, how much does it cost? A dollar five. Buck oh five. Because we all gotta we all gotta we gotta we all gotta pay the bill. It's just it's split evenly amongst all of us. It's a dollar five each. You've got to throw in your buck oh five. Otherwise, somebody's gonna to have to pay more than their fair share, and we can't have that. No. Um uh it's it's uh it's they it's also brilliant. parody this on South Park again, um, when they're building the mm-hmm. The tower to heaven. Where were you when they built that <laughs> ladder to heaven? Um, it's an it was... unbelievable parody done so so perfectly, and like the fact that it's the background to this montage of a puppet yeah. going to visit the monument yes. in Washington. There's there's a pu- they they do a great job with the puppet to make it look like in to make it look in awe of things. Yes, and and the puppet they show the puppet's face like looking up and then they pan up to the Lincoln Memorial and they like, it's that it's just great. It's so um, good. And yeah, this is him like basically reflecting on whether or he, not he's going to do it. The crux right. being that they need to infiltrate and only an actor as good right. as him yes. is capable of infiltrating mm-hmm. the terrorists. Um, so then he, he, he flies. And he's trained in world languages. Yes. So it yes. has to be him. It can't be any other actor. Right. So this, um, this I believe, intercut with this storyline here, is where we first meet uh, the main villain of the piece. Uh, now the late uh, King Jong Il, dictator of North Korea, uh, and of course, because it is uh, South Park, they've basically just made him the Asian version. Of Saddam Hussein from South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Yes, um, but in puppet form, and also uh, uh, with uh, Trey Parker doing an unconscionable Asian accent. Yes, uh, this is this is the is the one that I was like, nope, sorry, can't do that anymore. Sorry, like I know I know you have the Chinese uh, the Chinese food guy in South Park. <laughs> And I'm sure he's still around, but like, just, just no, you just can't, you can't do the, the, the voice. We just can't have you doing the voice anymore. Trey, like you find hire an Asian actor to do the silly voice if you have to, but you white guy cannot do this voice for the entirety of the movie. I'm, I'm sorry. No, like, I, this was one of the two. The other is, we'll talk about later yeah. with the film actors guild, but, um, yes, that's true. I, and I, I think this was meant to be the same as the 
intent behind the like Durka Durka stuff of that it's an absolutely cartoonish portrayal of Asian characters right. in American cinema, but it's such it a not, long does not arc come off in and the it same way. doesn't read that no. way. And it's also, it also just is a gap in society from 2004 yep. till now. Like that yeah. is something that was way more commonplace, not saying oh, it should yeah. have been, yeah. but was constant um, during that time. And the rest of King Zhang, there's a whole song that is revolved around that accent. Um, but the rest of King Zhang Il just being a guy who will just kill anybody yes. who um, um, just uh, inconveniences him throughout the movie is delightful. <laughs> there was um, a, a guy like you ever like you ever just go back and 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 think of people that oh here's here's a guy uh, this is this is a guy we all know now that there's that before before circumstances arose there's no reason we ever would have known this person existed Anthony Fauci is a guy we all know now we never would have known who he was had there not been COVID like nobody we. Everyone would have gone to their grave never knowing who the hell Anthony Fauci was. Now he's ubiquitous. Everybody knows who he is, at least in America. Um, and another guy that was kind of like that at the time was a guy named Hans Blix. He was just a guy from the UN who who was who was sent in to like do inspections of of bad guys and whether or not they had weapons of mass destruction. And uh, the the deal was that. Um, he would ask them nicely if they did, and they would say no, so there was really nothing else that he could do about it. Um, and there's, there's a, there is a, I would argue, a middle ground between just asking the dictator nicely whether or not he has weapons of mass destruction, and if he says no, your hands are tied, and going in and starting a war. There's got to be somewhere in between I'm not really sure what it would be, but there's got to be. I'm I'm confident we can find a middle ground. Anyway, so that guy Hans Blix, United uh, United Nations uh, weapons inspector, appears in this thing where he's showing up. He's like, "Hey, I'm here. I'm supposed to uh, let you in. Uh, I'm supposed to go into these places. All these men are not letting me into these certain areas of your palace. Um, Can I please get in there?" And and then uh, basically. Kim Jong-il is the Asian dictator version of Cartman. Uh, just like, yes. that's basically all he is. Like, oh, Hans Blix, you're breaking my balls. You're breaking my balls, Hans Blix. Um, and so then he feeds Hans Blix to a shark. Uh, and they literally feed a marionette to a shark. <laughs> I don't know if they like made the fake marionette out of bologna or something. But that shark ate the hell out of that marionette, um, and that was a, that was a funny little moment. And poor Hans Blix, uh, gone too soon. Um, but uh, this is the, was all also a show of strength to the Chechenian rebels who are procuring these weapons of mass destruction. And so these are the guys they're going to meet in Cairo. Um, and but Which they is don't an know. Egypt has established earlier in the Egypt. film. But they don't know that. Uh, Team America doesn't know that Kim, Kim Jong-il is behind any of this. Right. Very crucial. Um, and then we get to see Gary show back up at Team America World Police headquarters. 
and he agrees to do it. He says, all right, now you got to go and you're going to be Middle Eastern. Well, there's only one problem. I don't look Middle Eastern. That's all right. We got a we got a crack team of surgeons here, and they basically do that scene from Face Off. Um, but uh, what what happens, Kate, after after the surgery? How, does he does he does he look different, Kate? Uh, well, he looks different. Um, but again, like a fantastical, a fantastic satirical uh, note of the way that <laughs> we portray ethnicity in American cinema right. of he just has a patchy beard and kind of a tan. Mm -hmm. And that's about the only still big blue eyes, um, yep. still a killer smile. Um, but just this like Velcroed on beard. Right. It, it, it is as though really it. They, they, they do a whole thing where like, they're showing you how they're, they're altering his jawline and and the, their scans. The, they're like yeah. they're changing the shape of his nose. Um, uh, like his eyes are going to be offset in different places. Like they're they're showing you how they're like, going to transform in, on, the, him. on a computer. How they're going to change his whole thing. Um, but they didn't want to build another marionette, I guess. So they just <laughs> super glued some some Brillo pads to his face in it's weird so places. Funny. Uh, and then and then painted his face kind of brown, um, and again, this is uh, this is what Michael Bay's version of this would be, is, right? Um, you know, and that's the whole joke. Um, and uh, so they they go they this is where we have uh, the, uh, the 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 song everyone knows from the movie if you saw it. Before that, though. Yeah. Before they leave for their mission, <laughs> Spots one says, "Could get rough out there." It gives him like this weird pep talk, and he's like, "You might need to kill yourself at some point." Yes, it gives him a hammer. Yep. <laughs> for some reason, the funniest thing in yep. the world to me, like he's like, "You're gonna need something else to help you out there," and he hands him a hammer. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Not a cyanide pill. No. Not a gun. Not a gun. A hammer. A hammer. To Perfect. beat your own brains in if ever you're uh, captured by the enemy. Yes. Great stuff. Um, so this is where we see the full Team America roll out. And and this is this is <laughs> America. America. America, fuck oh, yeah. yeah, coming again to save the motherfucking, motherfucking day. day oh my god! And it's really important that you guys know it's it's not America, it's America. America. Like they put that cock rock stank oh, on it, and it's so, so good. good. Uh, and this the, also just all of the the simple, uh, the the this like the whole the whole style of it is just so like. Like Top Gun butt rock type of, of stuff, God. it's perfect. Um, and uh, just the lyrics too, like uh, <laughs> terrorists, your game is through because now you got to answer to America. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, there well, is my favorite part of oh, go ahead. I think go we were gonna go say ahead. the you same do. thing. You do it, you do there's it. just 
there's two verses where they're just saying American things and there's yes. a response of them saying, fuck yeah. And those include um, th like... Th that is that is the, the extended version that plays over the credits, which never actually happens during the show. Uh, but it is, uh, it's great because they do um, uh, McDonald's, fuck yeah. Walmart, fuck yeah. fuck yeah. Baseball. And the last one they do is slavery, fuck yeah. Because that's as American as anything else. Honestly, of course. And if you're, you're going to cheer for the other things just because they're American, you got to kind of cheer for slavery too, and maybe that doesn't feel so good. Um, they're 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 such matter master satirists. Um, they are. Uh, and in the third that, verse, it ends on sportsmanship and books, and nobody cheers those two things. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> sportsmanship. It's so Books. Books. It's no. so funny. The porno Valium, fake tits on the list. The Alamo. Um mm. they go Democrats, the fuck yeah. Good. Republicans. Republicans, fuck fuck yeah. Yep. And then they say sportsmanship and books. Sushi being on the list is hysterical to me. The internet. Like the it's internet. it's just the internet, so fuck yeah. Perfect. It's uh, every Bud Light commercial you've seen. It's every Top Gun esque movie. Like it's so so good. It, it is. It really is. Um, and this is them. This is them flying to go and and uh, save the motherfucking day. Yeah. Um, and they go to Cairo and they they're able to get Gary. They they because again, this is how dumb Americans are, uh, especially in movies. And like it just it seems so dumb. Um. Yeah, sure. We'll we're gonna dress you up as an as a as a as a Middle Eastern guy. So not only did they do the thing with the face, but they they wrapped a towel on his head like he just got out of the shower. Um, it's just it doesn't look at all like a turban. It looks like he came. He's he's having a spa day. That's yes. what it looks like. Um, and so he he walks up to the to the terrorists. And he freezes, and so they start like you know, uh, just yelling at him and brandishing their AKs. And then he um, he's like, and then Spotswood's like, "Come on, act, damn it! You're supposed to be an actor. Come on, act, man. act, damn it!" And uh, um, uh, what does he, he he like finally says something? But it's like he doesn't actually speak the language, does he? No, he walks in and he like convinces the two security guards that he belongs yes. there and then he goes he walks <laughs> Any in terrorist like, attacks coming up? Hey everybody, any terrorist attacks coming up? I like that and also when they walk when he I walks like into the terror when he walks into the terrorist hangout, there's it's like the a Wild full West on, saloon. There's like a full on most Eisley band from 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 Star Wars playing in the cantina. <laughs> Like it's just oh god, it's great. Um, and they so they take him into the back room, um, and uh, and um, and he convinces them with his acting that he's really really. He there. gives a monologue about his goats and how they were yes. attacked. Yes, so that's now right. he's declared war. The infidels them. came and they they burned my village. And my goats were set on fire, and I swore them revenge. I swore revenge on the infidel. And if you if you don't think that I will get revenge on the infidel, then you might as well kill me right now. 
because I'll swear to jihad on you too. That's what he said. He says, I swore a jihad on them. I swore a jihad on the infidels who killed my goats. It's it's the most ridiculous thing ever because it is it's oh god. But his but it's his acting. Like that's what I love. It's like only an actor could do this. And then you hear uh Steve or Chris or one of them, god damn, he really is a good actor. It's (laughs) it's just it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and so they be, they become their friends, except for one of the terrorists looks out the window and sees obviously Team America just standing in the middle of the road, like right outside the the window with their big red, white, their, and blue yeah. helicopter convo convoy yeah. thing. It's yeah. so funny. Um, and so hiding they, in plain sight, they run away. Oh, I forgot to say, hey, if there's um if there's a sig if there's anything goes wrong you got to give us the signal do you remember what the signal is and it's just him doing like this but it's- um and so uh, not suspicious at all not suspicious at all so so then he uh they they run away they run in, in, a, in a jeep they break out they go away and he's stuck in the back of the jeep because he's now friends with the, with the, with the terrorists um, and so they, they run after him and Lee, and Sarah says, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I sense that Gary is still in. I, I also, I sense I'm developing feelings for Gary. She says, um, so I'm going to go get Gary, uh, in, in the ice. I sense I'm developing feelings for somebody <laughs> is the, is the least clairvoyant thing ever. Cause if you can't sense that on your own, oh, whatever, um, she she goes into the to, to, to the to the cantina. It's just Gary, and everyone's like, "Oh, they all start. They pick up their guns. They're gonna shoot at her." She's got a damn minigun, and she just like just just waves it over the entire place, kills everybody. Pause. Gary, Gary. is ah, <laughs> oh, so great. They kill so many people indiscriminately. Ah, uh, and just... she. Also, in developing feelings for Gary and telling mm-hmm. Lisa about it, or that yeah. she senses that she is, we get a nice little side dialogue about how she wouldn't recommend falling for a coworker in right. this line of work because yeah. they could just die at any moment, like happened to her fiance that she had for a minute and a half. Yes. <sighs> um, and then we we see that Chris and Steve are hot on the trail. In their Team America World Police SUV, um, and in the back of the the Jeep is Gary doing this, <laughs> and they're like, "I think one of the terrorists is trying to, to signal us because they don't know that it's Gary." Um, right. Well, he looks just like a Middle Eastern yeah. man. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> I uh, I I what, what do they think he said something? I think he said something mean, like "ah, smartass," and they um, they shoot rocket launchers at him. And I then think he was their... saying "it's me," and they're like, "kiss me, I'll show oh, you." Yes, smartass. Right. yes, right. Kiss me, oh, you son of a bitch. Um, and so they shoot a rocket at him, and of course they miss and hit the Great Pyramid of Giza, which explodes mm-hmm. into dust because yeah. Uh, and um, they decide that they they kill one of the guys and they kill another guy, and the driver is the only one left with Gary. And so uh, it's like, we're going to turn around and crash into them. 
we are loaded with explosives, and so we'll kill them when we do it, and we will. It'll be great because we'll we'll go to jihad or whatever. Um, and then uh, uh, <laughs> Lisa goes over the ravine in a motorcycle, reaches down and grabs Gary. Um, and then they the the Team America guys drop a ramp so they can fly. <laughs> so the bad guys fly over them and crash directly into the face of the Sphinx and then explode. And the, the Sphinx the Sphinx falls apart because, of course, it does. When they say that they're suicide bombers, too, right. the yeah. look on Gary's face, like, it's just unbelievable that they're marionettes because it's like such a human mm -hmm. puppet reaction. Yeah. It's great. Um, <laughs> and, of course, this is now mission accomplished. They were able to kill a couple of terrorists uh, and... Um, and that's it. And uh, and then the Sphinx and the Pyramid of Giza destroyed. Um, mission accomplished. And so now we go back. What? One, one thing that I noticed the second time around that I definitely didn't the first time around was the how the liberal use of the terrorists. Mm -hmm. Like that there's no distinguishing it, which felt no. very much like the time that we were in. Like it was the, just the we, terrorists. We, we can't let the terrorists win. Okay. Right. The and so terrorists. there was just the terrorists. Yeah. And this was like, oh, we killed some of the terrorists. The mm -hmm. terrorists have lost. Right. Like, it was the first time watching this that I picked up on that. It was very, right. <laughs> very good. Um, uh, so there, now we get a couple of things. Um, we get uh, the victory party, um, which is set to magic carpet ride by steppenwolf which yeah, is a wonderful cocktails. touch because yeah the cocktails um it's a wonderful touch because like uh like the the jingoistic love it or leave it kind of crap started around the time of the Vi vietnam war which is when steppenwolf released magic carpet ride and they were they were not this is what you say a pro-war uh group but of course no. now uh, let's like now, like at that point, 40 years later, let's start playing their, their music as to celebrate that we killed a whole bunch of people is a perfect little, like, eh. um, that's a, that's a little, that's, that's intentional. Uh, I love that. I also, Hey, uh, uh, Sarah, you mind if I dance with you? Says Steve. And honestly, uh, watching marionettes dance, like trying to dance cool just by bending their knees and shuffling around and kind of moving their arms back and forth feels like, cause I was a wedding DJ for a while. It's basically how white people dance in real life. So that was a, that was, that was good to be able to see that. Accurate. accurate, Very accurate. Um, but then we get, uh, we get uh, Gary uh, who, who opens up to Lisa about why he acting is, Maybe something. Maybe I shouldn't be doing acting because uh, I I was acting. I, I got up on the railing at the zoo and I was acting, trying to put on a show, and accidentally fell into the gorilla pit. And uh, and then my brother came in after me, trying to save me, but he forgot he had blueberries in his pocket. What a ridiculous friggin' detail! <laughs> like <laughs> he had blueberries in his pocket. Those apes, they went crazy for those blueberries. <laughs> They were throwing him back and forth. I just... I My acting got my brother killed. And I've had to live with that every day of my life. 
It's just so ridiculous. And then she says what might be my favorite line in the whole yes, movie somehow yeah. of it's something I think she says, you can't blame yourself for what gorillas did, yes. Gary. Yes. You can't it's just blame one yourself of the funniest sentences did. ever said and written. Mm-hmm. And then well then she says that um um uh, uh she he tries to kiss her and she says, No, 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 you, I'm sorry. I can't um I can't, I can't. do that again. Can't do that. You'll have to promise me that you'll never die. I, I can't. I can't promise that. Of course, I says if you could promise that, I would make love to you right now. I promise. I, <laughs> I will, will never, never die. die. And then uh, there is a uh, a very graphic uh, uh, puppet sex scene. Do you know the uh, story behind this? Uh, no, please tell me. Oh, okay. This is fun. I get to. I'm sure I've seen this, but it's been a long time since I've I've seen this interview or or heard this thing. Well, so it's extremely graphic, extremely long, and the joke of it is that they are puppets, right? In all of these sexual positions, right? Yeah. Oh, they were going to do an NC-17, right? Well, the FCC said you have to cut it down. Yeah. Yeah. And so they submitted something that was way worse than the original. Mm And they just saw that had been changed and they didn't pay attention to any of it. And the FCC approved this far it was, more disgusting. It was, it was just shorter. It wasn't as long. They said it's too long. <laughs> There's too much time spent with the, with the sex scene. And so they gave them something that was like half as long. Still long, though. Yes. Um, but also had like crazy sexual <laughs> positions like really, really graphic, um, all that, and and they're like, "That's cool. It's fine as long as it's not too long." Um, it's so graphic, it really, like is. unbelievably. But you see all their little like puppet joints and stuff. Like it's yes. hysterical because yes. it's puppets. And the best part about it, I would argue, is that it is uh, set to another fantastic song, um, <laughs> which is, uh, I believe, a send up oh. of. <laughs> I I will I believe it is a send up of um of something like I don't want to miss a thing by um by Aerosmith which was from Armageddon because there's a swelling score of like strings and everything behind this very like big rock ballad of only a woman is allowed to touch me there <laughs> All I ask is that you're a woman. That's so good. I the only thing I can fill a hole inside me is a woman or something yep. like that. Yes. But do you know the very last line of that song? Please tell me. Or a man. <laughs> Missed that one. Um, so the whole thing is built around that, and then they throw the entire premise of the yep. song out. <laughs> um, I love that only it starts out with only a woman can brighten up my day. Only a, a woman can touch me the right way. Uh, it's just it's so it's so ridiculous. Um, but then he's like, hey, uh, Lisa, I want to say I really have I have feelings for you and uh, or whatever. She's like, no, no. She's like puts like puts her finger to his lips. Uh, <laughs> Shh, don't don't talk. Don't talk. But Lisa, I have to tell you. Tell you. If you and then she starts to do it again, but she like gets his eye. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and then we see uh, that there's another huge terrorist attack in Panama at the Panama Canal, and they blow up all these people um, in Panama. Which again, every time they go to when they went to Cairo, 
Now they're going to Panama. They went to North Korea. Every time they tell you exactly how many miles it is away from America. America, yes. Um, so there's a huge bomb that goes off of the Panama Canal and it kills every, everybody. There's a huge flood. And the aftermath is all of these puppets floating in the water. Like right? puppet parts. Yeah. Puppet like parts. Of marionette arm. And, and, and then the, the, the people float away and then floating into the scene right before it cuts is a puppet donkey. And it was like the most ridiculous thing that they included a puppet donkey in there. Uh, like, can you was... imagine being on whatever set is and then being like, you know what, we gotta we gotta get a, a puppet donkey. Put, put the puppet donkey in the water. <laughs> don't, don't, don't don't like make sure that it floats in right at the end. Like so don't don't put it in amongst all the we, we should feel the the like the most pathos we should feel is not for all of the human puppets. Right. But they killed the donkey. And you just can't you can't do that. You can't go like, away with Honey, what did you do at work? <laughs> I I I I made everybody cry about a drowned donkey. Oh. Um a real one? No, puppet. Um uh, <laughs> uh, so then um now again, Team America is under the impression that all the terrorists have been killed. No more yeah, WMDBs. Um, and so uh, there's film that comes up uh, on on the TV at this victory party uh, of what happened in Panama, and uh, Gary is just trashed. He, he hates. He can't, he can't can't believe that it was all for nothing. Look, my acting didn't do anything. I'm not I'm not what you think I am. I gotta go. I gotta leave. Um, and Lisa's like, no, late. You can't. You can't go. Um, we got, we got to go and, and we got to, we got to find the terrorists. We got to kill the terrorists. You got to come with us. No. no. Did you see? It was all for nothing. Um, and, I just uh, also love like acting couldn't stop terrorists. Yes. Yeah. Like, such a fun. Great. Um, and they, uh, so this is, this is two brilliant musical choices back to back because the first one is they have to go out and um and uh um kill the terrorists but it's it's not fun anymore because oh we should mention this is the first um the first appearance of the hollywoodites who hate team america because team america um has blown up a bunch of stuff and didn't actually solve any any problems because they're still terrorists Right. You can't you can't have a war on terror. That would be stupid to have a war on terror. That would never work. It would just be a boondoggle that would last, you know, 20 years. You can't just do that. That's ridiculous. Team America. What are you gonna police the world? Doesn't make any friggin' sense. Anyway. Um, so uh so anyway, the the this the all these Hollywood types are very are very up in arms about all, all this stuff. Okay, they're just represent uh all the liberals uh and how they're they're doing all the wrong stuff um and so uh we we see that there's a protest outside of mount rushmore because everyone apparently knows team america lives in mount rushmore which is even better i like thought their hidden it was fortress is their hidden fortress known. Is, is known by everybody uh and <laughs> michael moore is there and i think he has a hoagie in each hand <laughs> 
Um, and, and, and I mean, like, yeah, the guy's fat. This is one that was like, like, yeah, yeah, he's fat. I don't feel like that's a thing we that that you could you can have you you could have anything you want to say about his views or whatever, but the fact that he's fat, eh, it feels uncalled for. Um, uh, but anyway, so they're protesting out front of this whole deal. Um, and Team America, we got to stop you. So they feel like they're being persecuted. Nobody likes them, and they have to go and kill uh, uh, all the terrorists. And also, Gary left, and they don't know if they can get it done without Gary because you know he's the greatest actor. So we get them uh, leaving to go, and they don't get to they don't get to do the the regular Team America song. They have to do this. They, they refer to it as the the bummer remix. And it's just the same exact song, except sung really sad. America, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> Coming again to save the motherfucking day, yeah. America, fuck, fuck yeah. you. Oh, my God. It's, and so, I still, it's so good. It's so they good. even kept... And made sad the like they kept that shitty because you also have to understand additionally in music at this time like the top of the food chain was like Creed and Nickelback and all that stuff so the Scott Stappian vocals just in this like sad almost acapella bummer remix phenomenal oh it's so so good um yeah oh it's so so good um I uh then of course they're all shot down by uh North Korean Air Force <laughs> just in terrorists or whatever um and uh and they're shot down over over the uh, Pacific Ocean I guess um and so that's that's sad uh, but what's what's also happening at the same time is Gary is having a crisis of conscience about the whole deal um, they do Trey Parker, Matt Stone in general do downward spiral parody. Yeah, better than anyone I've ever seen. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah, um, it's so good. Um, they they do a um, "I Miss You, Girl" song, but it is actually about um, Michael Bay, and they go. Um, I, I I miss you more than Michael Bay missed the mark when, when he made, made Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Harbor. I, I miss you more than I, that movie missed the point. point. <laughs> um, uh, I need you like Ben Affleck needs acting school. He was, he was terrible, terrible in that, that film. film. I need you like Cuba Gooding needed a bigger, <laughs> bigger part. part. He way better than Ben Affleck now. <laughs> All I can think of, girl, is your smile and, and that, that shitty shit movie, movie too. too. <laughs> so good, but also the best part about it is that it's got this reverb at certain points. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that so? It says all I know is that. Pearl Harbor sucks, 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 and I miss you. And what's oh. amazing is at the end of the song, 
Pearl Harbor being terrible wins out over how much he misses her because he goes, yeah. I guess Pearl Harbor sucks. Just, just a, a little, little bit, bit more than I miss you. Um, it's, so it's, it's so great because also he's driving a motorcycle around the hills of Los Angeles. And they, they actually put the real puppet on a real tiny motorcycle on the real hills of Los Angeles and just shoot the actual lights of, of, of Los Angeles. Uh, it's, it's absolutely a scene that exists in a movie um in many many movies except for with a song that is earnestly not about um pearl harbor um it's it's really really great and um he's he just he keeps spiraling um and realizes he's he's um he can't he can't do this anymore so he goes and he drinks somewhere um he goes and, to this bar yes and Somebody recognizes him as an actor. This yeah. is so underrated in this movie, in my in my opinion. He goes, do that scene where everyone gets AIDS. <laughs> Which you, as an actor, or anybody who's been a stand-up comedian, knows like the amount of times a performer gets a, tell a joke, tell us a joke, because uh -huh. you're a stand-up thing. This guy who's drunk and an unrecognizable version of himself just getting asked to do that scene where everyone gets AIDS from AIDS the musical is uh -huh. the funniest it's by so like good. a regular at the bar. Just it's and so the good. regulars that are at the bar are the perfect regulars at the bar. Like, I, I don't know how they did it with puppets, I don't know how they do it with cartoons, but you know, everybody that's at that bar, you've met them before. Yep, absolutely. Um, and this is where we get the thesis of what Trey Parker actually believes. And you know it's you know it is actually Trey Parker's real belief, uh, because he repeats it later in the same film to make sure that you get it. He says that uh, that there are three kinds of people. There's a guy who comes up, a drunk, another drunk guy, who says like, "Hey there, Chuck." I don't know why he calls him Chuck, but I think it's funny. Uh, he says, uh, um, uh, uh, "Blah blah blah." They're like, like, "There's three kinds of people in this world. There's dicks, and pussies." And assholes. Pussies don't like dicks because dicks fuck everything up. But dicks also fuck assholes. And assholes just want to spew their shit over everybody. I I mean, like, the way that it, it's laid out, it's actually a decent world philosophy. Um, like, if you live your life by it, all right. I mean, I've, I've heard much worse, honestly. Uh, but it's, it is the thesis that Trey Parker operates from is that um, dicks are dicks are not great. Pussies might be a little worse. Assholes are the worst, and we got to deal with the assholes. Yes. Um, and uh, and I love like <laughs> it. All three of those have an allotment in this film, very yes, clearly. Very yeah. clearly, yeah, yeah. Specifically represented by everything. And at one point, um, I forgot that while they're shooting down all the planes uh, over. Um, over the Pacific Ocean, or whatever. Uh, Michael Moore gets into the uh, Team America headquarters uh, wearing a, a suicide vest and blows himself up, uh, which I feel like was maybe like a tad heavy-handed, but you know, whatever. I can't really remember, like 
him in post 9-11 world uh, that well. But I feel like well, he like was he kind did... of like the poster boy of being insufferable on that stuff. Sure. I mean, like, I mean, the thing of it is, is that Michael Moore uh, had, had a really had really good points. He just was really overbearing about them. Right. And, and to anybody who was like not super on his side, I'm sure he was he kept was just. Yeah. Insufferable. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's fine. I mean, yeah, he 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 made some movies. That's what I'll say. Um, I'm I'm guessing in 2004 it felt more proportionate than it does now. Is all I mean, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, uh, I suppose. Um, still a little bit. I little I would bit, say little... treating it the same as the terrorists got treated in the film is a lot, but yeah. um, I understand. Right, uh, but but anyway, um, so it blows up the whole thing, uh, and then after. Um, Oh, there's the thing where he, he Gary gets kicked out of the gets kicked out of the bar, and so he goes into the back alley and he pukes. Pukes for forty five minutes. <laughs> it's a really long, really long puke session. But every time you think it's done, he starts again. And every time that it starts again, the music swells like as like like there's like timpani and like like there's a whole score. That under that underscores him puking his guts out all over the. Uh, I wouldn't know because I couldn't watch it because even though it's fake puke coming out of a puppet, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> it's oh. I clicked the ten seconds forward thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. four times, so it's at least yeah. forty seconds long yes. of of puppet fake puking. I I I I don't know. I think you might be able to do it without watching it. Just listening to the to <laughs> honestly. It, the the sound isn't as bad as you think. It's the music is so hilarious because every time it just goes da 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 da, da because he's you know of course it's great um, and he's also like getting yelled at by an old woman from her apartment in the yes. alley. Like they just they nail downward spirals. It's yeah. so funny. You screwed up, didn't you? Didn't you? <laughs> you know what you did. Um, uh, anyway, uh, he decides he's going to go back. And again, I don't know if Baxter is just taking him all over the place because he absolutely um, uh, <laughs> was riding a motorcycle through the Hollywood Hills and also then went to a bar in New York. Uh, and, then, <laughs> um, and then he left the bar in New York and he flew to South Dakota, to Mount Rushmore. Uh, so I'm assuming he's still taking the, the limo uh, thing. Um, but, uh, uh, when he gets, when he gets back there, uh, S S Spotswood is still alive somehow. Uh, and, uh, and like you, you, you let us everybody down. You're a quitter. You're a dirty quitter. You have to prove, prove that you actually aren't, aren't going to quit again. This they wouldn't do today sex. either. No one did this today either. This um, wasn't my second one. Yeah. And it's not the worst of them, but this no. they wouldn't do either. No. Um, yeah, but uh, pr prove, prove. Um, so he fi he finally uh, uh, he does. He proves how much he wants to be a part of the team again by giving uh, Spotswood a oral sex. Yep. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, so absurd. This a, yeah. Uh, anyway. So we, we see also that Kim Jong-il is taking uh, uh, Team America hostage. 
and he's going to his his plan is to have all the terrorists all over the world de detonate WMDs um, at the same time, and no one will be paying attention because they'll all be watching this peace conference that he's hosting, uh, which will have a keynote speaker of Alec Baldwin, because Alec Baldwin is is according to <laughs> Gary Johnston, the greatest actor in the world. I can't outact him. Yeah, I can't outact him. He's Alec Baldwin. He's the greatest. <laughs> and there's the point where they actually eat whatever. Um, uh, the the whole final act is uh, Gary um, acting his way into the into the palace um, by the guards, and then um, freeing uh, all the people who are trapped. By the way, Lisa now has been. <laughs> She says something introspective to Kim Jong-il, who's just re 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 uh, revealed his entire plan. He says, uh, uh, you, don't, you don't have... Oh, we, I guess we have to mention... I think this song was actually nominated for an Oscar. Um, uh, it's, it's... I'm so... Uh, they, it's, it's spelled... We'll say lonely. It's spelled Ronry. I'm not going to sing it, but that's how it's spelled in the, in the thing. So you can tell the whole thing is just that accent in this whole song. Uh, it's actually um, the 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 lyric the lyricism of it is actually quite clever. Um, the way that it's laid out, like just as an actual musical type song. Um, but also every every word is, has as many L's and R's in it as possible uh, to really fire home the. It's really hilarious, don't you get it? Because this is how Asians talk, and that's that's the problem with it is that it's done as a joke as, as opposed to an actual, um, yeah, it's just, it's mean spirited. Um, but uh, but also yeah, the it, idea what sucks about it to me too is um, that overpowers the song of yeah. also him. He's he just thinks he's so much smarter. Mm -hmm. than everybody else and he keeps killing everybody that's dumber than him and he's so lonely um and it's done like every arrangement for the music in this is done to a paradoxical or a pair a parad what i don't know what the the long version of parody is but, but the, it's not the, paradoxical it's not paradoxical but no um like it, it's the perfect parody like it's on every mm -hmm. single note in in these songs is so funny and the idea of him being so alone when he's killing everybody that comes in his path that is half a step out of line with everything that he's trying to do mm -hmm. is is absolutely hilarious and unfortunately gets overpowered by like right. blatant racism whether yep. you think it's I mean, I yeah. How not, how American cinema portrays it or not, it's way, way, way over the line. It's it's yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Um. Uh. But anyway, he uh, you get give his old plans like I can't wait to watch everybody screaming and 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 like not knowing what to do, or whatever. Um. That's his whole deal. Is he wants to create as much terror as possible. And one um, of them is like strung upside down for no reason. Yes. Like it's very. <laughs> That's very much every um, held captive scene you've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's so good. Um, uh, 
but then Lisa like just reads him, just says, This is what you who you actually are because you're so nobody actually cares about you and you wish somebody did. And that's why you I bet you're actually a very lonely person. And then he turns back toward her slowly. <laughs> and then he says, Bring her upstairs. And so then you're gonna then, have a front row seat. Yeah, but you you shall have a front row seat. Um, and so he puts her in the exact outfit that um Kate Capshaw wears in the first scene of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when when she is the prisoner basically of Lao She. Um, it's great. Um, and uh, so Gary frees everybody else, and then they end up splitting up and fighting all of these actors who are like Danny Glover and Sean Penn and Samuel L. Jackson and Helen Hunt and, and Liv Tyler and George Clooney and Matt Ooh. Damon. I don't understand why Matt Damon got to be that character, but they made Matt Damon into that character. Do you know um, the story with him with this? No, I don't. He thinks it's hilarious. Oh, I'm and they've does. never picked on him again. And Sean Penn wrote them a three-page letter or something. And right. he they've mocked him mercilessly. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's perfect. Sean, Sean Penn is not is nothing if not a very self-serious person. Oh um, yeah, and we'll talk more about him in a minute. Yeah. Um so uh so anyway, all of these uh actors, um they always say, We've done action films, we know what to do. Ethan Hawke is there, I believe. <laughs> I all, and I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I feel like most of these people didn't. At one point, Helen Hunt has says, "All right, bitch, come on, I've done action films," and they have a samurai fight scene. I'm like, I do not. Are you counting Twister as an action film? Because I do not think that Helen Hunt has ever wielded a samurai sword in a movie. Um, that's, a, that's a very good point. Uh, but anyway, um, she gets cut in half. They all die in increasingly awful awful ways all of them um it's the, the most graphic violence is in is in dealing with all of these hollywood people <laughs> uh all of these actors um they're 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 ter terrible things happen to them um yeah so uh oh there's one part where, where all uh, kim jong-il's pet panthers are released but they're just like black cats um, and then, uh, Sarah is able to, to use her mind powers to turn them against their, her, their captors. And then they're eaten. So we have to talk about the Susan Sarandon thing too, because yes. this is how I found out that Sean Penn tied up Susan Sarandon and beat the shit out of her. I did I not know that. You did it. Okay. So this was incredibly intentional and probably why Sean Penn wrote a letter. Mm. So in team America, Susan Sarandon is like tied up to a chair and mm -hmm. it's a decoy and mm -hmm. Team America is smart enough to see that coming. Well, no, because um, Gary, Gary Johnson's like, no, she's acting. She's acting. Tell. That's what she's like. I, I can tell she's tell. acting. She's, acting. she's lost a step, basically. Yeah. Um, But I remember somebody telling me like, oh my God, that's so pointed and not knowing what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sean Penn and... I think it was was it Susan Sarandon or Madonna? I think it was. I think Susan it might Sarandon. have been Madonna because I've heard that. Oh, was story. it? Okay, I've, I've then it was Sarandon. Madonna. Okay, so but that's how I found <laughs> out Sean Penn did it. So it wasn't Susan Sarandon. 
her acting. I, I'm, just wasn't I'm pretty good sure it wasn't. Um, um, but yeah. But he, yeah, he like had in a very similar way um, tied up Madonna, and there were abuse allegations that were mm-hmm. horrific that eventually got dropped because I think she just didn't want to go through with it anymore. But that seemed extremely pointed at at Sean Penn, and I hadn't known that because why would I have? Yeah. Um, at that age, but I was like, oh, wow. Watching it back, I was like, that is extremely intentional, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I wonder if it was specific as to how much Trey Parker hated individuals as to what happened to them. Uh, That's a good question. Because, like, <laughs> Susan Sarandon falling, like, way too far and exploding into a bunch of bits uh, at the bottom after being shot a bunch of times. Uh, and then Tim Robbins uh, got literally immolated, burned to death. Uh, that might that might, might have been that. One. I'm not really sure. Um, well, and he did an anti-smoking thing, right? Wasn't yes, that the whole true. thing with Tim yeah. Robbins? And then they were like, yeah. mind if I have a cigarette or something? Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Um, I got bad news for you, Tim Robbins. I'm a smoker. And because uh, there would have been gasoline <laughs> poured all over the floor at that point. That's what happened. Oh, and Samuel Jackson and Chris, the same guy, had another fight scene. Uh, like, That's right. And and I was like, you 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 just, I think it is kind of funny. I don't know if they did this in, on purpose. They might have. Um, they gave Samuel L. Jackson a very famous line of Lawrence Fishburne's from The Matrix, uh, where he says, "Come on, stop trying to hit me and hit me." And that's <laughs> that's Lawrence Fishburne's line. Not Samuel Jackson's line, uh, so I don't know if that's specifically supposed to be a thing. Um, but yeah, so he gets his face kicked off. Yep, yeah, he gets that, his face kicked off. He does. He does. Um, yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, some, there's some pretty graphic ways they deal with the Hollywood types. Um, so but anyway, I just only, looked there's... up the letter that Sean Penn sent because oh, I good. remember it being like a big thing. And he wrote it before the movie aired. And he was Mm. like, you're not really doing this, are you? I've been to Iraq. Yeah, Um, there you go. And they said that in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes, well, he had. And he had been to Iraq. He's been to to a lot of places and tries to, like, you know, uh, say, I know better. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. Um, He's doing the same thing with Ukraine right now. He's like, "I, I was in Ukraine when they... I know. Um, I'm an authority on all of it. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, so it comes down to Alec Baldwin giving a speech, <laughs> trying to stall it, like basically, and came on Jimmy and stalling for time. I thought what was going to be revealed, and I, re- I don't remember how, how I thought of this the first time I saw it in 2004, um, was that... Um, uh, all the all the members of the Film Actors Guild, and we'll talk, um, I'm sure, your thing about that in a second, um, were all going to be revealed as being pawns easily duped by, uh, by Kim Jong-il because they were easily duped and they did not... They, they think of um, Team America and, uh, and Kim Jong-il as equally evil. And so they're easily duped by one over the other. Um, but that's not at all the case. They are willing accomplices. And I feel like that is like probably 
You can say that they're easily duped. I don't think that they're willing accomplices. But Al Baldwin is absolutely uh, the second in command of this entire terrorist organization. <laughs> and that was very odd to me. Um, uh, but he gets outacted by Gary, by, by Gary Johnston. Because he, Gary Johnston just gives, gives the, act, the same speech that the drunk in the bar gave him. And everyone's like, oh, my God. About pussies and assholes. And pussies and assholes. Yeah. Yeah. But I just loved, I loved the fear paralysis for Gary, too. Like, I can't outact Alec Baldwin. Yes, like, he was so nervous. You can't out, you can't out, out you can't outact me, boy. <laughs> you can't outact me, boy. That's right. Kid, like, like the old vet to the young guy, too. You yeah. can't outact me. Like, it's a, yeah. a measurable competitive thing. It's yes. so funny to um, me. Yeah, it's great. Um but yeah, we yes. do have to call out that. Yes, the, you got to you got to do that. My number two, aside from mm. the King Jong Il stuff, was there's no way I think that yep. the right. Film Actors Guild gets thrown around the way that it it does, and you, you what could, that's an I acronym for could, gets said twice. I think you could get away with Film Actors Guild spelled out full three because that's perfect. That's a perfectly fine thing. But yes. then, then, then you show it like once, shortened to the other thing, and then that's it. You get one visual joke, and then you never get it again. And you definitely, definitely don't get to have Alec Baldwin um, uh, like, say the initialism say, twice, saying, yeah. saying the acronym together about himself proudly over and over and over again in a hypothetical situation. Yeah, yeah. Not great. Um, but anyway, then then uh, Kim Jong Il um, uh, is very upset that uh, that Alec Baldwin got outacted by Jerry, Gary Johnston, so he uh, kills him, uh, shoots him a bunch of times. Um, but then um, Lisa uh, kicks him off the balcony that they're sitting in, and he falls and lands. And has impaled himself on, I believe, the Kaiser's helmet from Germany, because all of the all of the nations of the United Nations are represented in the audience of this big peace summit, um, but they're all the most ridiculous uh, stereotypes of their country. Um, there are actually, though, a few world leaders I recognized, like Tony Blair is absolutely in the audience from, from Great Britain. <laughs> um, but I don't know why the Kaiser Wilhelm is there, uh, but only for this for the joke of, of being impaled on the helmet. On the on the on the giant there's a there's a name for the kind of helmet with the spike at the top. Um, of course the spike is also comically way too long. Uh, and there you go. But then um, they're able to stop the WMDs from going off. With 0. 0.001 seconds left in the timer, uh, which is just an homage to how everything always ends with one second left. Well, how of about course. if it's 0. 0.0001 seconds left? Gotta kick out at 299, yep, man. That's right. And then uh, a cockroach escapes from the dead body of Kim Jong il uh, that speaks with Kim Jong il's voice and goes and gets into a uh, spaceship and takes off and leaves. And goes back to his home planet, because actually, it, he, they wanted to destroy everybody with WMDs so that the cockroaches could move in and live on this planet after all the humans were gone. That was the big plan. So, and a mighty one it was. 
Mm-hmm. I just love that the cockroach got like out of rocket. It's a very funny yeah. thing to have happen. Um, I should also note, and uh, I feel bad about not noting it before. There are uh, there are I guess um, three men on the the team America, and two women, and the two women wear pink camo, and it is <laughs> just just uh, oh, like just just wonderfully atrocious uh, and and perfect. Uh, the pink camo started showing up in stores and being worn and and being prints on things around this time, and it is just still a ridiculous thing yeah. um support the troops but you're dainty like a girl so we're we're pink is it just... like it's called camo for the word camouflage yeah and it's like it's it, not green and it, and brown because it's a male color palette it's so that you can flush it with your surrounding whereas pink unless you are in a strawberry patch not so much not so much not so much. Yeah. Um, uh, so, anyway, so they saved the world. So they did. They they saved the, they saved the world from evil and Alec Baldwin. Yes. Um, uh, which are basically the same thing, according to Trey Parker. <laughs> um, and and, uh, and then there's this great it's just thing where they're and assholes. Really, yeah. They they, <laughs> they they walk out and they they do a little jump in the air and freeze frame to show y'all <laughs> Team America. Uh, Oh and um oh I forgot that Steve is in love with uh with Sarah and yes. finally confesses to her. Um oh, that's that's part of the where they all get shot down by the planes is Steve really passively aggressively uh t- telling Le- telling Lisa that or telling uh Sarah that he's in love with her um while shooting down planes. Yes. <laughs> Maybe somebody wouldn't pay attention so much. Then I could. Yeah, it was. Oh my god! So good. And we found out why. Is it Carson who hates actors? Yes. No, no, it's Chris. Chris, Uh, that's right. Because uh, because he went backstage at a at a a touring production of Cats (laughs) and was raped by the entire cast of Cats. Uh, Mr. Mistopheles was the one I remembered most. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he just goes, "No wonder you don't trust actors." (laughs) No, no, he, no. This is what this is what it is. This is what he says. Like, just like, like, I, I, like, they grabbed me and held me down, Mister Mephistoph. I was raped by Mister Mephistopheles. That's why you don't trust actors. <laughs> like, 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 we got it. We figured it out. Thanks for letting us in on it, Gary. And it's like a, again another one of these amazing emotional reveals, oh. like off to the side and. He's like after this whole exchange yes. of you know you're not bad for an actor like this whole yeah. kind of it's it's and, just unbelievable how good they are at tropes and and again as I said this is the worst possible time to stop and reveal this to somebody yes because they are only halfway through the palace and there is a literal ticking clock <laughs> like they have to go and stop this thing from before he blows up everything. Um, and and they've they've killed half the people in Hollywood, and they've stopped just so just so Chris can tell Gary uh, this very vital information before they move on. Oh uh, my God, it's it's so it's, it's so impeccable. Great. And I love like 
I forgot about this. Oh no! I nearly uh, they, when 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 after after Spotswood, uh, after Gary proved to Spotswood via oral sex that he is ready to try again to try and save everybody. They they <laughs> they got to do a montage. Um, Even to, Rocky to, had a montage. <laughs> In every shot, show a little improvement. To show it all would take too long. You gotta have a montage. 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 Even Rocky had a montage, montage. Which also gets used. I don't think it gets yep. used in basketball, but it gets used no. in South Park. Yes, um, it is. It is the only. In the Teen Center. Yeah, it is episode. the. Yeah, it is the only song that previously. Uh, uh, appeared in South Park, but they had to use it. They had to take it's it. Perfect. Um, it's it's where this is the one in the random episode of South Park where Stan a- keeps getting challenged by the very uh, best skier on the mountain to a race down down Old Baldy or whatever the hell they call the the the, the mean mountain. Uh, and so he's got to prove he's got to he's got to he's got to get good at skiing, otherwise. If he doesn't win the race, they're gonna they're gonna ruin the teen center. They're gonna sell the teen center to the to the to the developer or whatever. And, and so the hotshot skier the whole time in that race is yeah. like, I'll unleash this cage of rabbits. That'll really show him instead of just skiing down the slope. But yeah, no, uh, you got to have a montage. Is one of my favorite Trey Parker creations ever because it is the exact song they play in every montage from the 80s and it tells you exactly why they play it and and, and after you hear the song and you watch any movie from the 80s and they do Forget a montage it. you're you done could, like it's every trope like to they 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 remind everyone of what's going on they say that where like you actually they'll check in with all the characters who are also in the movie to remind you of what's like every time rocky had a montage even if Adrian wasn't anywhere near the goings on, they would check in with her. How is she feeling at this particular time? And then they'd come back over here and they do this. Oh, it's so. It's... And they even they took that song, but they updated it for this movie too, because yeah. that was a sports train in mountains. Yes, yes. Always fade out in a mountain. <laughs> if you fade out, it seems like more time has passed in a montage. It's so good. Uh, that my my favorite song, oh, like ever, just of all time, of all time. It's fantastic. It's, it's such a, a great song. choice. It's a great. The Beatles great could never. No, not a chance. Not a chance. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, so yes. Um. I, I. And also, if at any point during our retelling of the events of this movie, you forgot that that was happening with puppets yeah i i encourage you to find this film and watch it it is um it is an absolute classic and 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 so many of the themes it touches upon are still very relevant today in very different ways um and uh it's it's great i just feel like it's something that like i I feel like so many people don't even know this movie exists and would be just like what? 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 That doesn't make any sense. Exactly, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah, if you watch it. 
talk to someone a decade older than you, I promise. Like, yeah. It's so, um, I was like relieved at how well it held up because mm -hmm. I forgot how much it was a parody and um, how perfectly they nailed pretty much every note except for the things that we called out. Like it's so, um, it held up so well where I feel like if I watched a lot of stuff from 2004, especially edgy stuff, it does not hold up right. nearly as well. So it was really, really cool to see that about it. And I, of anything that we've reviewed, I can't think of anything I would keep the flick in right. more than I would ever get the flick out of here because yeah. it's, it's, it's so, for so many reasons, including it's just like right up the alley with my sense of humor. Mm -hmm. um, and there are South Park episodes I would recommend if you liked this movie. So you can hit me up on Kate's, at Kate's Instagrams. Mm -hmm. Probably the teen center one we just talked about. Yeah. Um, God, that's such a like this is their wheelhouse to me. The um guitar hero one, I feel like is another situation where they're just crushing tropes. Like, this is my favorite thing that they do. The day before the day after tomorrow, when they realize, my God, it's just today. Like so perfect. Uh -huh. So perfect. Um, but yeah, I was Oh that glad. that one that one is 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 kind of rough because uh because and listen they're they're they can be forgiven for this um they're they're they come down very hard on this on the side of global warming is basically nothing yes but then they apologize for that they do a whole <laughs> al gore apology episode later because of the way they portray al gore. they did they did later but at the time they were like global warming like no no no, 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 2004, you could be forgiven for that, or whenever yes. the hell that came out. But now it's okay. It's 117 degrees. <laughs> like let's in not. like December, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I always they definitely poked holes at global warming, but they mostly poked fun at Al Gore. I felt like, yes. which I uh, that, that's that's true. And they also really really poked fun at um the movie the day after tomorrow yes which deserves derision <laughs> that movie is really really bad and fun to mock so yeah anyway so we're we're keeping the flick in right both of us oh I my think. god yeah 100 unbelievably so yeah this was uh probably predictably the longest ever episode yes. of to get the flick out of here because we both love this movie so much and there's um, so many little notes yeah. that make it so great yeah, yeah absolutely okay well i guess that's it hey Kate, where, it. where do they find you and do what, what what do you who are you i ask myself that on a regular basis but you can find me at kate's Instagrams and miss kate fabe on social yep. media um and also all over fightful talking about wrestling with the fella next to me and on friday nights with sean rossap and a rotating well of co-hosts that's very true uh yeah you can find me uh tomorrow night uh on fightful talking about AEW and back here uh back here next week talking about i don't know what the hell whatever we figure out we'll figure <laughs> it out we usually do uh and then yeah I'll do stuff on fightful select as well it's fun follow me on the twitter at alex sour graps uh and until next time we'll we'll figure out what the hell we're going to talk about and then we're going to figure out whether or not we're going to get the flick out of here. Bye, everybody.
R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.